Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, we certainly do talk about songs. Thank you, Laura, for the truth that you tell in your intro theme recorded with Jack. I am your co-host, Mark Blankenship, and welcome to issue two, issue episode 241 of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. Joining me as ever is the person who makes me say at last every time we get to talk. <laughs> uh-huh. It's Sarah D. Bunting. Hello, Sarah. I, I mean, that's a great first dance song. At a wedding, and uh, what better reference for my pod husband? Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to episode two forty one. Today we are talking about Etta James, as you probably gleaned, um, but a perhaps lesser known track um, from her. Uh, what I would call her uh, "Mama Wants to Get It In" section of her of her songbook. <laughs> um, this song is. Well, okay. I have a lot to say about the song. I think we should hear a clip first. I I ended up clipping. It's not a long song. So I ended up clipping like half of it because I wanted to get the full hormonal range of this, of her situation um, into our ear holes, uh, ear holes. So here is a clip from Etta James. Something's got a hold on me. Tell you right now that uh, Ooh, I believe, I really do believe that something's got a hold on me here. You know, it's not hard to imagine a blue interpretation of the line, I've got a different walk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it really isn't. Also, girl, that's not not love. (laughs) That's not love you're giving me right now. Um, I guess I didn't have to do such a long clip. It's not like Etta James's instrument is a secret, but this song is a master class in like intra song switching between like she starts out with this like sultry digmatized immediately post-coital uh like croon but then once you hit the chorus you're into this raunchy like feeling cute freshly fucked mode (laughs) and everything about it we have talked about this in the context of other songs i think teenage dream from Mm -hmm. Katy Perry was the most recent time of pop songs that not only convey that the singer is uh, DTF and in fact has just effed, 
but also is able to like project that sexy, um, j- like the joy of intimacy confidence onto the listener. Like I feel hotter every time I've listened to this song. Uh, it- it's really magical that way. Um, and I like, I love Etta James. I have her greatest hits. I play it all the time, but there is something just like, um, it just this puts you in like a good mood and makes you feel cute this song and that's really an amazing trick and she's the best that Your is thoughts. such a nice way of describing it it's some some songs just make you feel cute yeah. it's true i mean yeah that it's like sh- i don't know if i should go with the a skirt this short i'm 48 and a half years old you know what i just listened to uh something's got a hold on me and uh i'm gonna go for the 15 inch mini skirt i'm doing it so th- thank you miss james I want to echo your strong approval of the structure of this song because I I feel like it's so easy to imagine the visual where yes. at the very beginning, which at the very, very beginning, it's just her singing a cappella. That's where we see you're just still in bed and uh-huh. you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. And, <laughs> totally. and then you're like stretching and you're getting up out of bed. And then by the time that the music kicks in, you're walking down the street. And this is yet another example of backing vocals doing a great job within a song because you can imagine just high-fiving all your girls and being like was the dick good yeah it was yeah it was yeah it was and that's like i want that who wouldn't want to celebrate that yeah or like you you go to brunch and your friend is sort of like subtly without saying anything just sort of like trying to fix the back of your head because it's a total (laughs) nest (laughs) and it's like uh, you're not even trying to hide it are you and you're like uh no no, why would I? Seven inches of heaven. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, th- there's actually not a whole lot else to say about this song. Qua the song, like it's it's fun. It's what Stephen King would call a rave up. I hate that term, but it is that. But it's like that. I think that um, we may be here in the 21st century in a better position to appreciate some like 60s uh sort of like turn of the 50s and 60s r&b joints that were like extremely overtly celebrating that like post-coital like hum Mm -hmm. as it were but you know when you're listening to it like on the oldie station you're sort of accustomed to thinking of songs from that era as quite like squeaky clean eisenhower nobody has genitals but that's absolutely not what was going on in the culture and especially this suffused with confidence and happy to share that feeling from an artist of color is like that it lifts it up even further i would say completely agree and it Matters, too, that Anna James is such a gifted interpreter of songs, including songs that she wrote herself like this, that she's got the voice to make you hear both the fatigue that comes from a good night of writing and the (laughs) Uh pleasure that comes from kind of wiping the sleep out of your eyes and going through the sun and being like, whoa, what just happened? I mean, she's got so much complexity in her voice and 
hearing a song like this next to the aforementioned At Last, which is so um, such a different vocal performance from her, mm-hmm. it really in- underscores what a fucking talent she was. And I, I really think that Etta James, despite her unquestionable fame, is still an underrated vocalist. I think that's true, because I think that she manages to wink at the idea that this is love mm-hmm. right? like oh it must be love like well love might be present but that's, that's again it's not really what we're talking about um we're talking about d and v and that's <clears throat> fine um and the other thing i love about this song and songs from this era is you really do get the sense that everyone was in the room at the same time looking at each other and enjoying themselves as uh-huh. they made this record yeah and I'd like that between takes, the backup vocalists are like, love, a eh? Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. But it, I love that her, she really does have this range in her catalog. Like uh, Pushover is another, is another fun song that um, she's sort of, uh, that's more the uh, defiant, um, like defying the fuck boy mode for Etta James. Mm. Um and then there's some real maudlin shit like um, I forget the actual name of this song, but it starts with wait, wait, stop the wedding. It's like, <laughs> oh, boy. And then at last, which when you listen to it again, like it's sort of easy to dunk on it as a, like as being basic, I guess. But it. um there is like uh, the grieving of prior love in that song and the relief of waking up from a bad dream is in that song. And there's just a, there's a lot there that I think we maybe have heard it so many times that we don't pay attention to it. And well, listen, I dance with that. I, I dance with Andrew to that song at our wedding because I know how familiar it is to everyone in the culture but i didn't care i think that song is so beautiful it's so romantic and that sense of relief that comes like oh my god i finally i don't have to be alone anymore just the the soul deep relief that comes that she communicates so well in that performance i i felt like that was the perfect thing to celebrate like i just and it's not just the that's a sort of a selfish way of interpreting it, but it's 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 the at last like this thing I've been yearning for has arrived and you just you feel so grateful. Your knees buckle with the gratitude of it. And I felt like she captured that really perfectly. And that's the reason that song is so familiar is because it yeah. gets at something real. Yeah. And it's not this weird like I have a relative uh, you know, bless her heart at Al. And this marriage is now in its like 32nd year. So clearly this wasn't a problem, but their first dance was when a man loves a woman. And I'm like, did anyone say anything about yeah. this before? Like, that's just not, and that happens a lot. It's not the only wedding, but it was the first time I was like 17. And I was like, uh, c- couple notes. You know that this is about a woman who's terrible to her man, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Just and that it's like possibly a mutually abusive and definitely toxic situation. Cool, cool. Best of luck. <laughs> Andrew was once at a wedding where the first dance was to the Kenny Rogers song, We've Got Tonight, which is about having oh, an affair. No. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, no. 
No. Speaking of familiarity, Sarah and listeners, if you were listening to pop songs around about 2011, Something's Got a Hold on Me might sound awfully familiar to you for a couple of reasons. First, Christina Aguilera sings this song in burlesque. Uh, which, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast Extra Hot Rate for a very long time, might remember, mm-hmm. is the theme of the episode that I was on when I became the first ever valued guest to win game time. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> Mark but is. Then, Mark, Mark's counting, just so we're clear. <laughs> and then in 2011, the now-deceased DJ Avicii used the opening of the Etta James song as the baseline of a dance track called Levels. It's the part where she sings, oh, sometimes I get a good feeling. I get a feeling that I never, never knew. He chopped that up and put it into his track. And then Flo Rida and the now-defamed Dr. Luke Mm. took the levels track and used that as the base for a song called good feeling so etta james was sort of sampled it's a palimpsest of sampling uh because etta james goes to levels both go to flow rider flow rider has a top three hit in the united states and a number one hit in the uk with the song good feeling so i actually thought that this song was called good feeling but it isn't (laughs) And then I put it in our doc as it must be love. Like, I don't know what the the block is with us and the actual title of this song. Um, I, I need to go into the, um, I forget what it's called, but that online database that just tells you everything that was sampled and by whom and where. And uh, like Etta James shows up in a lot of, a lot of nineties hip hop. And then she sort Mm -hmm. of had an re efflorescence in, like the um, turn of the aughts and teens, like you were talking about, but Def Jeff samples her. I think um, Tribe Called Quest, I think, samples her a couple of times. And there's something about, there's something like game recognizing game about Mm -hmm. that. Because when you look at the other um, R&B titans who tend to get sampled over and over, it's because these are great storytellers that hip hop storytellers can use to to shortcut a, a feeling or a mood. And it's like, why like why reinvent the wheel on this car that Etta James is already driving while not wearing underpants? And that is fine. Good for her. <laughs> it's true because she packs so much narrative into a simple phrase that you really can build a lot off of the back of one tiny sample of hers. It's true. And, you know, we've talked about Christina Aguilera on this podcast before. I believe Ain't No Other Man was the Christina song that got its own episode. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, Sarah, if you remember her rendition of this song in burlesque. I admit that I didn't until I re-listened to it for this episode. I remember that my arm it was one of those songs where i folded my arms and was like oh really you're coming at the queen you best not miss and then by the end of the song i was like yeah that's that's good that's good shit yeah (laughs) i feel like good this is to me the lane where christina aguilera does her best driving yes and 
she's just got the pipes and the interpretive ability to make a song like this sound good. So I'm going to say thumbs up to you, Christina. Obviously, Eddie James's original uh, indispensable version of the song, but Christina Aguilera, she stepped correctly. Yeah, I mean, I think that in certain in certain instances, and I think we talked about this in um, Extina's dedicated episode, she can seem a little um, focused on the technique over the emotion. And she's mm-hmm. like, not she's not using the technique to interpret so much as she's using the technique to show off the technique. Mm-hmm. And, but there are certain artists slash original songs that like sort of hold, hold her by the wrists and are like, no, no, do, do it yourself. What are you feeling? And, and make her kind of make her, come out versus just the voice, which can. Yes. It's not that it leaves me cold. Like her instrument is gorgeous. She's a good interpreter, but like you're often aware that it's being interpreted. If that makes any sense. And not no, there's, felt. yeah, there's something about you can hear that a singer is maybe thinking too much about hitting the notes exactly right. Yes. Like, and, and, and there's, there's a, there's hitting the notes and then there's, using the notes to tell a story. And those are not always the same thing. Right. And I think Christina's version of this is her versus a version, which is I agree. It's always nice. I mean, I don't know. Like we also talked about moves like Jagger. On this oh podcast. yeah, we sure did. And I, w- I think that her section of that song is actually her like it's it's actually not a completely perfect poreless vocal like you usually get from her but she's actually like having fun and just like doing the thing totally just like this you know one-off job that she's like all right i'll i'll come do that you're you're cute sure we'll do that and then it it wound up feeling much more uh um just her i don't know Natural, yeah, it, I guess. It felt, yeah, natural, immediate, spontaneous, immediate. all of those things that yes, one wants. That's it. And that it occurs to it. me that this is maybe why one one can feel the absence of that in some of her songs because you want it all the time. And then Etta James is the type of singer who, at least to my knowledge of her catalog, which admittedly is not exhaustive, has never never recorded a song that didn't feel spontaneous even if it was clearly i mean clearly she's got technical mastery but she never made it feel like she was just going in and making a machine that we call music right and even the songs that are sort of like a a skip for me like in the basement which i think was literally recorded in in a basement at a party like the one she's describing um so it's like that, uh, you know, on Broadway feel that it's like, let's get, uh, what's the word? Di- diegetic? <laughs> let's mm-hmm. get diegetic yes. red noise. So um, that song is like a trying, I think, a little too hard to be a party anthem. And she's doing a little too much of that, like, Bobby Blue Bland growly thing. But it's also like, it's a it's a thought through and complete emotional thought it just might not be a thought that you're interested in engaging with comparatively. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that there's never, I think with Etta James, there's never that like focus on 
showing off the voice because she's so confident in what she can do with it that she just does it and you don't feel Mm -hmm. that separation from the content. Well, there it is. And if she (laughs) tried to make some joke about flooding my basement, I'll I'll workshop it and get back to you. You know what? I think you're good. Yo, man, give me that microphone and sit down. Cause a brother like me is known to get out. So get up on the rhyme and you'll find it's designed to give sight to the blind and enlighten the mind. Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship. That's me and Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. I also edit the podcast, which is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. To learn more about us, submit song requests, get a pop chart reading, or buy a Mastis book, visit our website at MarkandSarahTalkAboutSongs.com. You'll also find all of our social media links there, too. That's Mark and Sarah, with an H, TalkAboutSongs.com. And for even more content and access to the Mastass Happy Hour, become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Mastass. Thanks for listening. Right, so I had to shed some light, and now me and the kids all right. He heard give it here and had no idea I get dumb. I be dropping rhymes on drums. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.